You're listening to the Industry Alchemist podcast. The definition of alchemy is a seemingly magical process of transformation or creation. This podcast exists to hear the stories of entrepreneurs, business owners, and leaders doing just that in their industry. We hear about the journey of the brave souls carving a new path, moving their industry and our lives forward in a seemingly magical way. This episode is brought to you by OfficeChief.com. Office Chief exists to make moving your office easy and painless. Moving an office can be a big hassle. On top of running your company, you're thrown into having to figure out what to do. Hire space planners, furniture companies, movers, IT consultants, the list goes on. It only takes two minutes to create a profile and Office Chief gives you a step-by-step action plan and connects you with the top vendors in your market. Moving your office? Log on to officechief.com and make it easy. I'm your host, Matt Brower, co-founder and managing broker of Column Commercial Partners, helping companies save money on their real estate. I'm also founder and CEO of OfficeChief.com, an online resource for businesses moving their office or updating their space. For the listeners' sake, uh, really quick, who we have here is Erin Weed. She uh, basically uh, curated the what she calls the dig, which I can't wait to hear more about that. And I got to actually experience a little bit of that recently at the, at the event you put on at the Archipelago Club. Um, and also your company, Evoso, uh, you train people to speak uh, from an authentic place and their, uh, their truth, which just comes out more powerful. And then as part of that, I just saw your LinkedIn that you've actually, you teach the kids uh, to give their speeches tied to Minds Matter. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. my gosh. So I was at uh, uh, the charity Minds Matter. Um, basically, they provide mentoring for, you know, kids and our very close mutual friend, Andy Seth, who was also actually one of the earlier um, interviewees on this podcast. Uh, it's his charity. Mm-hmm. And they just had, uh, or I guess he's, you know, heavily involved in, in the charity. Um, they just had their casino night and I just had to acknowledge andy and anyone else that's involved for my god the speeches these kids give it's like i wish that i could be that powerful on stage and these are high schoolers that are just like bringing hundreds of people to tears and bring so much power to the stage it's like how in the heck are they doing this now i know it's you <laughs> <laughs> no def- definitely not all me i mean they're you know what you know what is me is the part where i I help people give themselves permission to show up as exactly who they are. And that translates very well to any kind of spoken word type of exercise, whether it's podcasting, whether it's speaking, when people have given themselves that permission, just good stuff happens. Yeah. When they're coming from a, from an authentic place. Yeah, totally. Wow. Yeah. So um, let's dive into um, actually, what do you want to cover first? Voso or the dig or like what's, What's top of mind for you right now? I have met um, and have become friends with so many people who, at uh, one point or another, I, I learned that they have gone through one of your programs, and and I've seen a few of them. Like I've seen speeches uh, that they've given at an event prior to uh, working with you, and then also after, and the power that they bring, and the the clarity and the authenticity they bring to the stage after they have gone through one of your programs is like night and day. It's incredible. 
<laughs> yeah, so. it, it's super fun to watch the process. And, you know, it's so interesting. I've, I've struggled with this on a business level because, you know, how sometimes with businesses, we, we, we need to get really clear on like, what are we offering to the world? And, mm-hmm. and it's something I've struggled with because what I feel like I'm offering in, in my business that I do with The Dig and also that I do with Evoso is, is that deep purpose work to discover exactly who we are and what we want to show to the world. And so it's like it manifests as great speeches, like what you're referencing, but at at core, it's just that people are waking up to the more real version of themselves and unleashing it and unleashing it for the benefit of everybody who interacts with them, whether they're a speaker or not. And so, so... when you ask me where, where am I feeling most pulled to lately, it's, it's the dig. And so the dig is this process to unearth your purpose and to distill it down to just one word. And uh, I know you went to the workshop recently, so you know this, but just sharing with your listeners that um, I, I came up with this process because what I found is that as the world just gets more complex, we, we need something that hyper distills our truth down to something that's tangible. And I found that just having one word that captures our essence is the best way to do that. And so we basically get to your one dig word by interviewing you about your life story and finding out the the words that represent what you stand for a lot, the things that come out as themes that play out through your life story. So a truth word that we would pull out of your life story would be like freedom or abundance or choice or, you know, these bigger words that are bigger than our stories that just kind of are continually showing up. Right. So we get it down to an operating system. I think every person has an operating system. And, and this is not like a typing system. If you do Enneagram or Myers-Briggs or all those things, those are brilliant. But in those situations, you have to fall into one of their predetermined categories. Mm. It operates on the assumption that every single person who has a body right now has a different operating system and our work is to discover what that is so that we can show up in our life to be more authentic. So we get them down to the one word and then from there it can turn into all sorts of things. So some people who do the dig then go on to a voso who who feel the call to be a public leader and um, and that to me could look like you use speaking, writing or media in any capacity to share your truth with the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and other people, they do the dig and they're just like, wow, that's really interesting. Now I'm going to look at my, my marriage through the lens of this operating system, or I'm going to look at my relationship to money through the lens of the operating system. And so I, what's calling me right now is going deeper into the dig and writing the book about it and teaching more about it because I feel like I've only scratched the surface around how we could use it in our life. Yeah. How long have you been doing the dig? About seven years. Okay. Um, I, it kind of started by accident as, as so many great companies <laughs> do, right? Yeah. Or, or us entrepreneurs, we're just trying to answer our own problems. Yeah. And uh, I, I had owned another company leading up to that for 12 years called Girls Fight Back. And we did women's safety and self-defense seminars at high schools and colleges across the world. And so I grew that and ultimately sold it and then was like, okay, well, what's, what's next? And I started working with TEDx Boulder as a volunteer to help their speakers because with Girls Fight Back, I'd been on stage for 12 years straight. So I was like, all right, that's something I know how to do. And then, <clears throat> then basically, I, in working with these TEDx speakers, I, I realized that they needed to hyper distill down their messages. They're these super genius, experienced people 
who were having a very difficult time taking these abstract pieces of wisdom and getting them into 18 minute talks. And so I started doing the dig to help them hyper distill. And then people started going viral. And then, um, then I just kind of got myself a little reputation for being a speaker coach. And then over the years, I've realized, wow, this dig thing is bigger than just speeches. And, Speaking, yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm just getting think, started. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that when we first met through, through EO, uh, I think that's what your business was focused on. I, uh, hearing you tell that story, I think it was when you were heavily involved in coaching TEDx speakers, right? TED, TED Talk. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's just been really fun to see it kind of morph into what you're doing now. It's kind of crazy. I've had, uh, since I've been doing this podcast, started at the beginning of 2019, and now having changed it to the name to Industry Alchemist, really getting a deeper sense of like who, what stories do I want to hear? You know, I want to hear that story of the entrepreneur that's pushing against the norm in their industry. And, mm-hmm. uh, and also what, what I'm doing with, you know, the commercial real estate world and pushing technology into this industry that I've worked in for 18 years. Um, I've had several people like acknowledge me recently for like, God, it just seems like you're doing great and, you know, loving life and, you know, making waves and everything. And what I have told people is similar to what you said. It's a, it's a path of, I have started to embrace my authentic self, whatever that is or whatever that means to me. And I'm not going to be for everybody, but what has happened is my tribe has started to find me. Mm. Uh, And that's, that starts that flow and that starts that, you know, just momentum, uh, that wave of of momentum that, uh, that I have been experiencing the last several months. So it's been really fun. And that's kind of what you help people get to or do with the dig. It sounds like. Yeah. I mean, once you figure out like what you were just saying was you were starting to touch on your operating system and I I can't help myself. Like I have a sticky note. I was writing it down and you know, and so the cool thing about that is that, um, well, first let me just share that the words that I was picking up on were push, norm, embrace, tribe, flow, momentum. So knowing you as your friend And also knowing you as a fellow entrepreneur and having watched you and your evolution, I mean, these are words you just kind of threw out just as like random statements, but I hear them and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like, this is you. This is what you do. Like you're the guy who's building people around, uh, around these things and, and pushing the limits and morphing things. I mean, even what you do with gymnastics. And all that crazy stuff you do and post videos of, like you're pushing, you're like, you're pushing to, to this really positive place to get where we weren't before. Right. And oh, wow. That's cool. That's your truth, you know? And so, and once we yeah. know that exactly, what I found with our operating systems is that they just keep repeating throughout our lives. Mm. So if you know your operating system, now the, the fun part becomes just building your life in alignment with it instead of like, instead of just creating friction. Yeah. Trying to fight or resist something. Wow. That, I just had a huge discovery for myself out of what you just said. What, what's wow, the I, never, I, I did not know this was going to, uh, you were going to dig me just now. <laughs> I can't help myself, Matt. It's, it's like awesome. out of control at this point. <laughs> well, it's very cool too, to like, uh, have the listeners here in action, what you do and for me to experience it too. It's awesome. Um, What's the realization that you had when I said that? That 
when you were talking before, when this, when we first started this conversation and we were, you were talking about how you thrive in, um, you know, this is the, t- this is the time where situations like this, you, you actually love it. You love the, I can't remember the word you used, but, um, that's how I am. I thrive in change, constant change. I get bored and I want to go cause some change in my life. I thrive in that. I love it. And this, like this COVID-19 thing, yeah, it uh, is not the easiest thing to conduct business. And a lot of companies are nervous to make decisions. So it's really had an impact on the real estate uh, side of my what I'm up to. Um, it also gives me the opportunity to build a lot more structure around the tech company office chief that I am doing and, uh, and also, yeah, come up with different ways to exercise using my gymnastics, body weight, calisthenics stuff. And, uh, I don't know, it's just, this is, I wouldn't say I am super enjoying this time, but I certainly haven't had an issue with it. Uh, it's just going to shift things for everyone and we'll see what that looks like in a few months. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I mean, like I said, if, so you just expanded more on your operating system right there when you were saying things like thrive, change, build, structure, shift, it's, it's all connected. And, um, so for a person who has your kind of operating system, uh, let's say you were to get into a relationship with a person, uh, business or personal, doesn't matter who's, who's more rigid who won't go with the flow, who puts, who has more of a controlled operating mm-hmm. system or more values on safety, that's probably not going to work so well with you because now your, your operating system is being violated by someone. They're not doing anything wrong. They're being who they are. It's just not going to compliment you. And hmm. what if, um, that's an interesting point. Uh, is it possible for me, uh, it seems like that would be actually be a compliment because you know, one one way I'm I'm clear that I'm you know don't enjoy or I'm terrible at certain things. So I think or I try to be good at like building uh, people around me that are good at those things or they love mm-hmm. doing those types of things because they complement the things that I'm not great at. You know, mm-hmm. so it's not is that an opportunity for you know for us to embrace the people that are different than us or. How do we work around that? Yeah. I mean, I would say a yes and. I mean, yes. Can we can we make those things work? Can we both be working on our operating systems, improving ourselves, developing our personalities so that we're becoming the best possible version of our, our truth? Absolutely. And if someone foundationally, their operating system is just completely different than yours, um, it, it can be problematic. However, here's what I find in most situations where, um, cause a lot of times I work with couples. I also lo- work with business partners. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that we'll do is we'll find, um, your dig word. So like you, Matt, and then, um, let's say your business partners dig word, but then we would also find a word for the entity that joins you together or the thing that you're working towards. So uh, one of my, my kind of uh, business partner clients, the, the woman who was the founder of the company, her dig word was worth. And her business partner, his word was flow. And together, they work in, in the social justice world, um, in education. Together, their word is shift. Huh. So 
there's there's no right or wrong to it. I mean, obviously, the like the worst woman's operating system was pretty like hardcore East Coast, you know, get shit done. And then the uh, the flow guy, he's more the Colorado dude on the mountain. So they definitely yeah. they definitely were kind of different the way you're saying. But they they also had commonalities within the operating system. So that's where I try to focus. First of all, just keeping people really open to each other's how we how we all operate, but also just finding something that we do have in common. And that can be a growth point as well. Yeah. So I didn't know, I didn't realize that you did that for partnerships. And I mean, it sounds like possibly even teams, executive teams. Yes, I do teams. I've done company-wide digs. I did a dig on Google. Really? Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Like thousands of people. How many people were there? Oh my God. I mean, I worked with thousands of people. And um, because I like to get to the individual truth in order to find the collective truth. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when companies go through these branding exercises, maybe you've gone through this before where you, okay, so we think, all right, so we want to get our business identity out there. So you hire a branding firm or a PR firm or a communications agency. The problem with that is that sometimes they're, they're, well, their job is to make you look good. Their job is to present you well. Their job is not to make sure you're you're honoring your authentic truth in the world. That's just that's out of their scope. So right. the problem comes in where people get these big, beautiful brands and they put it all out there. And there's always that feeling of something doesn't feel quite right. And so that's why I created the dig to get to that point. So when I work with a company like Google, I have to, in order to get it right, I can't just make up words that sound good. I have to go to the individuals that work there. So what we did for for that project um, is we did a a series of group digs with people around the world. Here's what's interesting for all you data geeks out there. I am so intrigued by data and how it applies with the words that come up through digs. And one of the things that we found through Google's dig is that they had a very high frequency of repeating similar words, even though these group digs were happening in completely different times and places. They were not privy to each other's digs across the organization. Wow. What I learned about that is that there actually is a certain vibration or frequency of an organization that almost causes these words to reverberate. It's it's wild. I couldn't... Really? mm Mm-hmm. It's like the underlying uh, themes that everyone's kind of operating with or building yes. from. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so and, and once those things are distinct, you can actually start to create within it. Exactly. And, and by doing the dig process and actually having the sticky notes of, hey, this showed up like 50 times. Yeah. So we need to look at that and then to have the whole organization be like, yeah, that's us. Like that is the vibration of what we're trying to bring to the world. Yeah. And, you know, the whole, the whole beauty of getting everything down to one word is that you got to name it in order to claim it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of leaders are walking around the world and they're just feeling fundamentally a little fuzzy or a little confused about what, what it is theirs to claim. Right. So, um, so naming it helps people to actually like gives them something to grab onto. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, the workshop that I went to and we kind of, partnered and, and went through the dig process because it was a group setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the word that came out of that for me was trust oh. uh, because I'm very big on always trying to create flow and not resist anything. And, and uh, how do I get in flow state and 
uh, stuff like that. And yeah, the word that came up for me was trust. And that's the one thing that I both love and fight at the same time. It's like, I have a hard time trusting in certain situations or trusting spending more money on something to get it going or, you know, whatever, um, you know, for what's the, what's the ROI on this spend or whatever. Um, so yeah, trust was a, was a big one. I really got connected with that. Ah, that's interesting for you. And just looking yeah. at the rest of your list, I, now I feel so curious. Now I'm going to have to dig you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to make this official at some point. Because, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would because, love that. you know, they're all, the way our operating systems show up and I think in sticky notes is just, they're all in relationship to each other. It's right. all different energies. And once we understand the relationship, it just grounds us. And one of the things that I like to do at the end of the dig is have everyone choose a grounding question. Mm-hmm. And that's a question that gets us back to our truth, especially when we're in a place of fear or trigger. Like yeah. right now in the world, I feel like we're collectively triggered. Even people yeah. like who, who do well in crisis, like, and, and to be clear, I'm not excited all this is happening. It's terrible. But um, for me, I get excited about the transformation possibilities. But I'm going through my own stuff too. Like I've been having some dark days as well. And um, usually it's around my dig word that's causing me some pain. And so my dig word being authentic, I have a grounding question, which is how real do you want to be? And so Mm. when I find myself in in situations, um, like even coming on this podcast, how real do I want to be? I can be I can be 2% real. I could be 98% real. Like, you know, we have a choice yeah, yeah. at any given moment. And I know for me personally, since it's my life path, the more real I am, the more in alignment with my truth I am. And therefore, the better it's going to turn out. That's great. Yeah. So, so you're, yeah. So the dig question, uh, you, I remember you saying it brings you back to what that reminds you what that word is. Okay. Right. Like for you, yeah. let's say your word is trust. Then, um, then you could ground into, okay, if that's the thing that you struggle with, and that's also the thing you're really great at, which I could totally see, by the way, like you're mm-hmm. very, like you have immediate trust energy. I just, I've always really liked you. Mm. And, um, oh, but, I could, <laughs> but, I also see, but like our dig word, it's like, we're the best in the world at it. And it's also our biggest challenge. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, so like a grounding question for you could be something very, very simple because we want it to work in a time of trigger. Right. So like, um, like, you know, am I feeling trust right now? And if you're not feeling trust, then that's something to look into. Or do I trust this? Or it could even be, do I trust this person? Or yeah. um Yeah, one of the questions I came up with that that evening at that event was uh what am I resisting right now? If I'm resisting something, I'm not trusting it. Oh. And so, I don't know, that just kind of spoke to me as a way to... Or the to, flip side could be you trust yeah. it so much and it scares you. Yeah, that could be. Yeah. You know? like that could be. Um, what's that book? The the War of Art? And he... Talks, oh, yeah. It's Stephen Pressman, maybe? And he talks about resistance is, is the thing that shows up when you're absolutely supposed to do something. Really? Yeah. You know what? I, I feel like I started to read that book years ago when a friend uh, recommended it, but I don't think I ever got too deep into it. I need to pick that back up. It's, it's cool for anybody who has creative urges or struggles with procrastination. I mean, I have 
you know, one of my side things is I'm, I'm a visual artist and it is the absolute hardest thing for me to do because yeah. I know I'm supposed to do it. I know I'm an artist. It is so hard for me to claim that piece of me. And therefore I have a ton of resistance around it. Yeah. So, wow. well, so for the, uh, for the listener's sake here, um, I know that you have been doing a lot of workshops and uh, virtual things for the dig. Can you talk really quick to what you have coming up? How can people check out the dig, uh, get more information, go to a workshop, uh, experience it, whatever. Yeah. So we, like many people, are in a total time of transition, trying to figure out how to offer the dig experience online in such a way. So you can just check out um, either my website, which is aaronweed.com or thedig.com. And, um, and check out some experiences that are coming up. We've, we just ran a dig workshop last week and, um, I'm playing with the format to, to make it even better in the future. I'm also going to be doing a, um, like a, like a, what do the the cool kids call it? Like a live cast webcast, something where I'll be digging people on live on the air and on Facebook and, um, like a zoom webinar that, that broadcasts live to Facebook so that people can learn how to dig. And at the same time, hear from really interesting people that I'm going to be digging who have never been dug before. So, uh, so we're, we're kind of pulling together the whole production team right now to figure out how, how that's going to work. And it it feels important for me to be, to be live, you know, and to, to interact because that's, that's really the whole point of everything that I do is, is connection and community and bringing people together and evolving society through ideas and truth. I mean, that's your why. Yeah. That's cool. Mm -hmm. So what, so, um, let's jump over to Evoso, uh, cause that's also, you know, what you're, what you're up to as well. So typically you'll take somebody through the dig process Mm-hmm. And then if it makes sense for them or they want to, the desire to be more of a public uh, uh, thought leader or figure, want to give speeches, that sort of thing, uh, you, you bring them into the Avoso platform. And what does that look like? Yeah, so we use the DIG and the operating system as, as essentially their foundation. And sometimes people struggle with their core message. Like, what, what exactly am I saying? And the fun thing about the DIG is that your truth is your message. So all we do is we take your operating system, like I bet I could take these, these words that I just pulled out for you, add your trust and your other things, we could basically come up with your entire message from yeah. there. And so when we roll people over to Avoso, then it's a matter of, okay, we'll take your operating system. Now let's create uh, something I call a slinky speech that I think all leaders need. And mm. that is a talk that can be long or short, like a slinky. I made up the term. It's not like a real thing. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Like a toy. Like the slinky yeah, <laughs> one for a girl or a boy, you know? Right. Um, <laughs> so every leader I think needs one because we've all, I mean, regardless if you identify as a speaker or not, we've all been in positions where all of a sudden we we'll get thrown onto a panel or someone wants to interview us or even like meeting a influential person at a cocktail party and you kind of need to give your elevator speech. So many people just find themselves in that deer in headlights moment of, I don't even know like what I'm, what I'm doing. Like, I know what I'm doing, but I don't know how to talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Having a slinky speech that allows you to make it a full day workshop all the way down to like a hyper condensed 30 second pitch is super important. And then we, then we take that, 
Slinky Speech, we script it out. We put slides to it. We help people with their brands. We give them coaching and support. Sometimes NLP, or um, which stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming, that's just like sometimes we have to rewire our brains around being seen in the world. And right. You know, the traumas maybe that we have to let go of in order for us to be public servants and to be sharing our message in, in that way. And then every year we have an event called Oboso Live where it's kind of a TED style talk, uh, night of to- TED style talks. I'm the MC and we rent out E Town Hall in Boulder and everybody gives these 10 minute slinky speeches. Oh, and cool. what that does for the leaders is that you emerge from that whole training experience. And you have your slides done and your script written and your strategy. And now you also have a video of you giving a, like a pro talk and we hire photographers, you have event photography. And so we kind of tried to reverse engineer what so many speakers and public leaders struggle to get. And the, the big unicorn in the speaking industry is having a just awesome, awesome video of you doing a concise version of your talk. Yeah. That's how people book you. But the totally. You put so that on their head. website and they, or the, you know, your social media, your website, you start to build a brand around yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's actually what one thing that I had gotten from, from you and from Andy, Seth, and from several others is we focus so much about, uh, you know, on building our marketing for our company, mm-hmm. uh, especially in the professional services business. But I think in any industry, like turn the turn the spotlight around on yourself, build you yourself as a brand, and um, business will just flow from that. You're basically yeah. sharing, you're becoming a thought leader and getting invited to be on panels and give talks, and you know it's yeah. really cool the momentum it it, begin, it starts. Yeah, well, I feel like this is a great time for people to invest in their thought leadership. Mm-hmm. I mean, just there's no two ways around it. This is a time where we can be building trust with clients, with followers, building fans by offering what we know, what we believe, giving people a path forward. That is all thought leadership. And when when we are strategic about capturing that thought leadership in a way that we can be selling it, we're also creating income streams, which are critical for keeping business going. And um, I mean, what a win for everybody when you're sharing a good message that people need to hear that makes them better. You're getting compensated for it. I mean, this is such a win for everybody. Totally. Involved. totally. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Yeah. So um, how can so the dig.com Aaron What's the website to Evoso if people want to learn more about that? Evoso.com. Evoso.com. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, you said your dig word is authenticity. When did you come up with that? Um, so I actually am training people to do digs. And a few years ago, I started that. And I had a woman dig me. Okay. <laughs> which which was interesting because it's like, you know, my process. But I taught someone then she's regurgitating it back to me. It was really cool. I loved it. Really cool. And, yeah. Uh, and that, that for me is exciting because I, I feel like we not only all need to be dug, but we all need to know how to dig because yeah. when that happens, we're really witnessing each other for who we are. And, and there's just a, a feeling of connection that, that I think as a collective, we're being challenged to connect with each other in a new way. So yeah. 
Um, so the whole authenticity thing, that's my path. It's the thing that I'm best at. It's also the thing I screw up the most. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, and I can look at my life story and, and find out all the, all the big failures I had. It was because I was not being real with myself about wow. what I really wanted. One of the things I still struggle with is, um, like, like in EO, when we used to do those, those sessions and they're training us how to have vision and all the things. I really struggle with answering the question of what do you want? And, mm. and it's not that I, it's not that I don't know things that sound interesting. I just don't know out of all the things that sound interesting, which one is absolutely true for me. Yeah. Right. It takes, it takes a lot of time and effort for me. So that's like, that's a shadow side of, of authenticity is that I've just, I'm not sure. And I'm a pretty go, go with the flow kind of person. So right. um, as a result, I can just, I can get caught in the status quo if I'm not careful. So, yeah. um, I don't know. So, yeah. So it sounds like you're, you're taking this time where you are, you know, stuck inside for the pandemic here. Mm-hmm. You're, are you building system around, around what you're doing? You're building a lot of technology, uh, online tutorials, that sort of thing. You're building some like scalability to what, what you're up to. Yep. Building scalability. I'm really focusing on how can I train people to do the dig? How can I build my team on Evoso that we can be doing that program more remotely? Everything I've ever done, Matt is, is always in person. So this, I am, I was definitely stretched outside of my comfort zone. I still am because I am, I am just so driven to create impeccable experiences for people. Yeah. I think what we're going to, what we're all, all already seeing right now is Zoom is great and everything or Google Hangout or wherever you use, but there's a good way to do it and there's a bad way to do it. And so we need to think like producers. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm spending a lot of time on how can I be curating these experiences for people where even though they're in their living room, they feel more connected to the people, the random strangers on the Zoom call than they do with people that they've known for the past five years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's my standard. And, um, and so it's taking it's experimentation and, and I believe it can be done. I do. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's important, like what you're doing for people in their lives and the huge impact you're having for the people that you interact with, like this needs to grow, this needs to grow beyond you. You know what I mean? And building scalability and system and process around it. I mean, I huge champion for that, uh, because it's important. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, I appreciate, uh, you, uh, telling us kind of more about your story and what you're up to. I wanted to definitely, especially after I had that experience, uh, at that workshop you gave, I'm like, Holy shit, this is like so juicy and good and everyone should be doing this. So, uh, I want to do my part. So I'm glad you, uh, agreed to come on here and uh, throw this out to my network and yeah. uh, see what we can do. Well, thank you so much, Matt. It was fun. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And um, stay safe and healthy and hopefully we'll uh, be able to see you in person again soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Aaron. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye.